find a new way to love everybody wake I'm up, up. wake up, up. Right. yes wake up um uh we- wake up and welcome everybody welcome to the great transition uh chris and i are here today without seth as some of you already uh know this seth uh, gave us the old uh family obligation excuse mm. uh no no he, he he's uh, with his boys and they're on a some trip and uh exploring exploring whatever there is left to explore <laughs> as long as there is if you're new here on the show we are the great transition uh and in this podcast we are exploring humanity's evolutionary process and where it's at today in our time in the 21st century through the lens of the authentic wisdom of kabbalah and so uh to give a little bit of an intro as we try to do in the beginning of, uh, of each podcast, something that will work even for those who are watching for the first time. Um, uh, I'm going to go with this. We, um, humanity, are, are developing, obviously, for thousands of years. But, and, and, you know, we live and die and live and die the bodies, that is. But as a species, as a global species, as an organism... We are evolving, and clearly the humanity of today is not the same as humanity of 10,000 years ago, 15,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago. There's clearly an evolutionary process that goes beyond the life and death of our individual flesh and blood material bodies. And if you look at our evolution from a very long view, you can start drawing some conclusions about how nature's program is running the show here. Essentially, that is what Kabbalists do, but in a very direct empirical way, because they develop such a sense that enables them to, uh, to discover the laws of the program, just like physicists or biologists discover the, the laws of nature, the laws of nature's program, but on a specific level of of existence the still level inanimate level as physicists let's say or the uh, biological level for biologists so kabbalists are looking at the level of human desire and how it is evolving and what is the program that guides its evolution and where it's taking us and from that vantage point they say what they say with regards to us today living in the 21st century. So if you go, say, 15, 20,000 years ago, you would probably see human beings living together as tribes. Uh, and in a tribe, we had to take care of each other. We just had to. We had to stick together and take care of each other. Uh, different age groups you know, were bunched together and men, women, children and whoever could survive, really, because that's what it was about. It was about survival. And thanks to that survival instinct, we kept together inside the tribe, keeping each other safe, because that was the only way to keep ourselves safe. So there was danger around us all the time, whether it was a saber-toothed tiger or, or, or just lack of food or resources. We had to really bunch together, stay together in order to survive. And at that point in our development, from the perspective of nature's program, you could think about it like nature forcing us 
keeping us together by keeping danger around us. See, as we evolved, if you compare 20,000 years ago to today, obviously a completely different existence, a completely different human reality. At our point in time, as we, we evolved, even before our point in time, but gradually as we evolved, what happens is that we are gradually being allowed and able to have a more convenient, comfortable life on this planet. Now, it doesn't mean there's no wars and no bloodshed, but generally speaking, in terms of our need to, to for survival, we have a gradually more and more and more decent, material, comfortable kind of life on the whole, if you take the, the long view. And so from a Kabbalistic perspective, looking at nature's program, this is similar to what a parent does with a child. Because, you know, for, for a child, in order for the child to keep themselves safe, you have to tell them there's a bear outside or there's watch watch out from this, watch out from that. There has to be that, that sense of danger um, uh, keeps the child from doing bad things, right? And we know that as parents. But as the child grows up, you have to sort of gradually let the child take responsibility of their own safety. And so in a way, what is happening as humanity evolves is that we are gradually being allowed to have a more comfortable life on this planet. And what that means is that we need to start taking care of our safety and of each other by choice, by conscious participation, rather than by instinct, by survival instinct. And so nature's program from this perspective is like a parent gradually making room for the child to develop their own independent participation, their own responsibility for their safety, for their life. And that's how they get wiser children get wiser and, and in this in a similar way we as a civilization are in that stage right now where we need to start taking care of each other and our planet of our own accord and not just because there is a danger outside paradoxically ironically however you want to look at it the danger today comes from within us from us uh, us killing each other is a lot more uh, pertinent and uh, uh, relevant danger than a saber-toothed tiger, right? So that's where we are today as a civilization. A new stage of independence is upon us. Nature's program uh, is all around us, and it's guiding our evolution. And that's what we're exploring in what we call the Great Transition, this new stage of a major transformation that humanity is going through. How's that, Chris? Does that does that does that uh, fit the bill here? What do you say? I think it does. And I I loved how uh, a lot of times we use examples, and sometimes I'm just uh, really impressed by what an example. Like you know, you can take the example of a child undergoing development, and we can kind of somehow understand that. And that example is kind of given to us, so we can somehow use it as a way to uh, imagine or kind of depict what even what it means that, you know, what kind of development we're undergoing on a different kind of level. Even though it's not exactly the same, we have this template and it's the same kind of template that's all over nature. Anyways, it's just really nice that we have examples like that. And it really just makes you, uh, it bring, brings like a sensation a little bit to what, what, what we're actually undergoing. Unfortunately, there are some other things just like... Uh, yeah, you know, tough, alluded tough to. topic today. Tough topic. Uh... But we had we had this song that came on and it was like kind of like an anthem kind of like got us pumped up like you know wake up it's a little wake yeah. up you know it's kind of exciting uh this topic isn't really but it's also just uh letting us feel the opportunity kind of the opportunity that we have it's we're just getting so many opportunities if we could just use it then we can make you know make something good you know from this bad uh so Let's look at it. Anyways, I'll show you guys a little bit of what we're talking about today. Obviously, you saw uh, on July fourth there was a there was a shooter a shooting at a at a July at a 
Fourth of July parade, really, in Highland Park. It's not Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. but it is neighboring. There was a, uh, his name is Robert. He was 21 years old. He killed, uh, he killed seven people in the end and uh, surrendered, I guess, kind of at the end of it. And so, so this is the guy it. that shot from, from a roof top or something right i don't know or, or i don't not. know exactly okay i, I think mm-hmm. i thought i think he got out but he got back in his car and the police chased him and uh he eventually surrendered to the police so he's actually facing criminal charges usually in these situations mm-hmm. i you'd see that the shooter ended up being dead somehow along the line but this one survived yeah, man, it many times found out later it's that, uh, it's like a suicide murder and suicide, suicide kind, kind of thing, thing. Yeah. like suicide by cops or something like that you know it's kind of a trend mm-hmm. but right. um he they found out later according to his I don't know, some, something they found on his computer, on his phone, that he planned on another attack. So I guess he was planning on getting away with it. But here it is again, another, you know, young, 21-year-old yeah. male. And yeah. what it's just kind of interesting that this is it's, it's a, just a reoccurring theme. It's not just, you know, and, and, and wait, shooting, it, it, the same, it's the same, same per, week. kind of perpetrator. And, and in the same in the, week, this ha- same week, I think, or, or just a few, a few days apart in any case, uh, right. We have Denmark, right? Yeah, so three dead in Denmark. Uh, and it says three critically wounded, but I saw another article that said four wounded mm-hmm. in a mall in Denmark. Denmark also doesn't have as much information because I don't think they release. I think there's different laws, uh, in, you know, especially in European countries regarding sh- events like this and how much information they release. So there isn't that much information about this. Uh, but it, but if you, they, they do provide that it was a 22-year-old Danish man. So same kind of demographic, right. even though it's a lot uh, less frequent in Denmark, obviously, than the United States, it's still the same kind of pattern. So right. that's what well, happened recently. Well, yeah. first of all, the, the frequency at which this happens in the US, I'm going to say, because that's where it happens the most, is just so startling. So, wow. Uh, um, I, I mean... I can't remember numbers, but I, I saw a very large number, a few hundred in in uh, in a decade or something like that. Someone like uh, uh, you, if you define a mass shooting by, you know, any situation where you have a shooting of at least um, two or more individuals, that's the number you get. And repeatedly again and again in many, many, many of these cases, young people, young, young. people. 18 year old 19 year old 20 21 that's I mean, but that's something that's someone that's about. not even they're not even they're not even seeing the world completely yet they're still kind of in a young they still have a young mind and they're doing and they're making taking the, these decisions decisions you know making decisions that are they're like serious decisions how can a young kid i can understand you know someone who's experienced something but these are these are relatively young people right yeah, the the, I again I don't remember all the details, but if you go to all the big ones in the U.S., you know Sandy Hook and the Columbine massacre, uh, what else was there? Stone Marjorie High, I think it was called the the Texas one just recently. What 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 was it like a, a month ago? Month ago? Two months ago? Yeah. Uh, um, and then there was a another one. Uh, not just Texas. There was a one. There was one in some supermarket. Um, and, uh, yeah, was that in Chicago so, too? Though I want to say Chicago. And in know, Norway, there was just one too in Denmark. I mean, ne- neighboring right. Denmark. Yeah. Ah, so yeah. So uh, there was one in Norway before Denmark. Is it? A week before. Right. A week before. So that that's and again a young person. I don't know. I think that one was more. Uh, that was like LBG. Uh-huh. TQ related, maybe religious. I don't know. That's kind of different. I think. Okay. In any case, let's deal with this first. The, the, the fact that we're seeing the young people again and again, coming to that situation. I'm, I I got something that is a bit controversial to, to say here about this. So, um, uh, help me please. Um, make it understood okay i i don't i think the last ones to blame um and again don't don't dear viewers please uh you know let us explain as well i think the 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 last ones to blame for these cases are the are those murderers themselves 
Why am I saying that? Because if you see again and again that a 19-year-old or something of the sort comes to that, that situation where they plan for weeks or months to, to murder a bunch of people, to go on a shooting spree, you've got a problem that you're seeing just the outcomes of it. You're, you, it can't, you know, it's either you say, oh, that's just a deranged person. That's just a psychotic person. That's just an evil person. Bad apples, right? It's either I you don't say know that if people are saying or, that anymore. I think maybe yeah. they used to think that. I don't think. I think it's more of kind of like, wait a second, what's going on here? Kind of stance as a. I think maybe a few, maybe even a few years ago, but they're they're happening like you said so frequently. I don't think people think it's just a bad person anymore. Exactly, you know, a bad apple, like you say. It's um um. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's becoming clearer and clearer to people. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, again, was it Sandy Hook, Hook or, or I think it was Sandy Hook. We, we, Sandy um, Hook was a while ago, but okay. No, no, no. So not Sandy Hook. I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry. There was a one uh, later one um, where we, we, we kind of talked about it and I, I released some video about it and I said something similar, but, uh, and talked about like the, talked about this as a social epidemic and the comments were not that uh, understandable. So maybe, I mean, if you're saying that, maybe people are, are seeing this more and more. I, I think anything, any phenomenon that repeats itself again and again in different places and of the same nature, same age group and so on, tells you there's a systemic issue. There's, there's a problem here that goes beyond the individual and before we, we even bring a, a kabbalistic interpretation into the picture just just plain science you know our social psychology social network um, um we are we think we're individuals we are individuals but we are very very shaped and malleable and engineered by society there's this constant social engineering that we are part of and to say that this just happens because an individual is deranged and this individual is also deranged and this one's also psychotic and what about the, the and this massacre another psychotic that's just just a, just a, a, a um it's just nonsense to be honest it's just like it it is has to be um um it has to be not the whole story so we have to look at what is it that breeds violence of that sort in the first place? And when you start flipping the perspective on its head like that, when you start thinking about where does it come from, now you can get into, into a different mindset on this. Instead of just labeling people as psychotic or deranged, it's just, if you say, wait a second, they might, you know, it's, of course, the people who end up doing such a thing uh, are probably prone to to they they had some inclination they had some something psychotic about them sure but what is it that triggered it and why does it keep happening and well the first people the first thing yeah. you're going to say is parents look at the parents is that kind of you know is that one place we it's is it fair to point in that direction i would say that um yeah i mean of, of course it's one one direction to look at but also the parents are a part of society, are part of the culture. They we got have the same to look, treatment. Exactly. Right. We have to look at the whole culture. We have to look at the whole society. We have to look at the, the climate that is, that is prevalent in society. I mean, you, you, if, you, if you talk about the parents, you have to also talk about television. You have to talk about the internet. You have to talk about video, video games. You have to factor in all kinds of of um, these are developing minds right we we are talking about people who are still developing their identity personality and thinking about the world and about what's right or wrong uh, still the age is a factor in the sense that they're very malleable and very um susceptible to social influences you so you have to also factor in what is happening to these ki kids at schools and in their social environments. What is it that makes them snap like that? 
So if you, if you start building a case, right, if you start thinking about all the conditions and all the factors in uh, um, uh, the violence that they're exposed to, um, you know, that there was, a, there was a, um, some statistics from a decade ago, so I'm, uh, even, even more, uh, a bit over a decade ago, uh, about television. I th- so now it has to so be that's worse. Already, that's already ancient. Th- yeah. Exactly. Okay, it's yeah. already ancient. Right. But even then, even then, I think, I think the, there were statistics that said something like, by the a- age of 18, every uh, youth in the U.S. will have seen about 200,000 acts of violence. Most of them. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember bringing this, yes. This, uh, that, that's just... That's, that's still just, crazy. It, it, it is. And, and if you think about it, that's more than a decade ago. That's before social media was as prevalent and as dominant and as addictive as it is today. So what, what's going to happen? What's happening today? And add to that, you know, the, the toxicity of social media. Add to that. I do want to say this about this. I've noticed. Okay. I've, I've noticed something. I've been. I've been. You know, I don't really watch TV that much, but I've been at my parents' house lately. I've seen. I've been seeing some things. And I get. I have. A, I had a general impression. The impression right. was maybe you might agree with this because you're also into like films and TV and stuff. That I think from like the hardcore like blood, the hardcore like scary horror horror <laughs> that just came out really weird. The uh, you know as many like dead bodies, there was like the zombie thing that kind of happened to where that's okay. Cause it's happening to zombies. Remember the zombie craze, you know, every, every other movie was like zombies just like, Oh, you know, spraying uh, down thousands of like dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. That's not new though. You're talking about it's something not new. recent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about in yeah. general, the impression that I get is like, that was kind of a phase that we've moved out of like that. Those things I feel like kind of don't appeal the way they used to. I think pe- people aren't like, they also kind of don't want to see that. It seems like we're, we're, there's a kind of a different transition to like, not so much. Mm, that guys. Is, and if it is, then it's like really. You're saying maybe what, we've become, we've become a little bit f- like fed up with, uh, with gore and violence. I think I, I, I'm getting a general sense. I'm curious to see what the chat says, because I, I, person. I, I, I think I've, that's, I, I, I think that's good news. That maybe in myself, but maybe it's not clear. Well, yeah, it is good news. Ma- yeah. Maybe, but I feel maybe, it in myself. I maybe. maybe. I, I yeah. mean, look, when we talk about social media and video games, and the internet, and and all that, I mean, clearly, you know, there's two sides. It's a it's a double edged sword. Technology is just a means. We can clearly use media and use technology in either a very productive way or in a very destructive, horrific way. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not saying. I think both of us are not saying like media is bad or video games are bad or something like that. They can be amazing tools for progress and development for youth and so on. But um, I think you cannot uh, ignore and you cannot deny that as a society, we have become increasingly desensitized to violence. This, because, because look, if you think about yourself as a kid watching a violence in a movie for the very first few times, you couldn't sleep afterwards, right? Can you do you remember Pro- that experience? Prob- I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the. Yeah. But then you get used to it. You just get used to it. Right. Okay. And so, and with yeah. So, so take that, extrapolate that w- what happened to you and to probably all of us, and. Take that to a world where you have tweets of like just, you know, whatever, 280 characters or whatever it is, and you get gradually used to to just quickly scrolling through feeds with headlines that say seven, what was it, seven dead in a, in a, yeah. in a parade, yeah. oh, and four dead in, in Denmark or three, what was it, the, you just, you get used to quickly quickly skipping through and scrolling through your newsfeed we are and we're seeing more and more violence and it just kind of go past us here's another interesting right. fact if you look right. at um this this thing that happened on july 4th made the news made the headlines if you look into the data of what's happening uh f- for instance in chicago i think seth brought it up when we when we had a conversation uh, a couple of days ago uh, he said he saw that uh, in Chicago every other weekend or something like that, that's the statistics, you have a mass shooting. 
that that's happening with at least a few people. It's probably getting, more likely that you're involved in so, a mass shooting than getting struck by lightning. Remember, everything's always comparing you to getting wow. struck by lightning. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but it seems like no, no, no. It's less people get probably struck by right. Lightning. I guess it depends. It depends on also where you live still. But right. but what we're seeing, by the way, that's another interesting uh, thing to look at. If we're saying that the problem is social, it's cultural. There, there, there are elements in our society that breed violence and make those prone to do such acts commit sure. them. You know, when a person, when a, so um, now what you're seeing, you could say, is that it's the fact that it's not just in the U.S. Where, did, where is it happening uh, um, more and more? More Western, just West, Western, exactly. Yeah. Western, Western uh, countries where people um, maybe have what they need to live in terms of uh, material uh, goods or material abundance, but there is something that is there's usually anger. Violence. It's like anger from mm. uh, and complete um, disconnection from any kind of like social empathy. You know, you could have psychologists come in here and give their own evaluation. And if you were going to get into the mindset of a 19 year old, what do you think they would find? Would they find this guy was, you know, abused as a child? It's the same kind of things. Even right. as the FBI, when they profile. Wait, 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 wait. They, what, they, what you just brought up? Let, let me let, let me just illuminate the, the question you brought up because that's a big one. What? Let's get into the mindset of a 19 year old. What is happening there? Because there, kabbalistically, we know that the uh, uh, we are desires and we are motivated by a very simple formula maximum benefit at minimum cost every action we make is based on that on that simple formula it's the e equals mc squared of our will to receive our motivating force that's why we move our hands from here to there because we know that there's going to be some benefit of convenience in moving my hand or I'm going to look better or my message is going to be well communicated if I do like this with my hands. Everything That's Kabbalah we, 101. Yes. Yeah, everything, most of the viewers already have some experience with that now by now. Yeah. Everything we do think and feel is driven by this simple formula. How can we get the most benefit at minimum cost? If you take that into account and you try to get into the mindset into the cost benefit calculation of a 19 year old who is now planning for weeks or months to go and, and go on a shooting spree. Just think about it. How insane is that? They, they come to the conclusion that yes, this is what it's will give it. me, this is worth it. It's worth it for me no. to go and, and shoot. And, and, and even, even when they go and shoot a few people, what are you going to do by that? So you, you kill a few people. You're, you're not, clearly you're not changing the world or, or, or accomplishing something in, in, you know, of, of a global scale here in terms of the act itself per se. And, and, and you're, you know you're going to get either shot yourself and die or go to jail, the best case, best case scenario. And still they find it's worthwhile to go and do it. So what has happened? That's the question we should ask ourselves as a society. What is it that happened in the mindset, in the cost-benefit calculation of a 19-year-old that they came to the conclusion that this is more worthwhile for them than not doing it? It's, it there has to be... It means that, that the, the whole value system of that individual has been completely skewed, completely I think, distorted. I don't, I don't think normal people can even understand. They can't grasp what it means to, to, for that to be the benefit, for where that, where that, um, that result is the, is the outcome that they want because there's more benefit there. I don't think we can under even Right, but, but does it mean that, that we can... feels like. I, I, I think you're right. Uh, and yet... Can we? Does that mean that we can label the people as just deranged and uh, psychotic, and and that's it? Is were they psychotic at birth? W w you know what I mean? Like there, there's there that kid. Had... Well, there's all kinds of cases, but okay, okay, yeah, they're all they're, yeah, 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 sure, yeah, yeah. sure. I know you, I know you know that, but I'm also just no. It's that we're good not to point out, sure, good, good, good to point out. But um, again, the 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 perspective I'm emphasizing is. 
we have to look at the social cultural nature that breeds violence we have to look at the emotional fragility that young developing minds uh, are, are are prone to we have to look at uh, possibly what they're going through at school um, you know a lot of a lot of kids today have this is another interesting but you're, thing you're, you're, but you're basically I, wait a second but you're basically suggesting yeah. this like total monitoring it sounds like I like mm. this monitoring 24/7 of just how is this no. person being treated how what are they going through? no I'm saying I'm saying exactly thank you I'm saying the exact opposite I'm oh. saying you're not going to be able to 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 monitor your society into balance. That does sound very I'm, communistic, actually. I, I, like I'm imagining I, cameras and what's happening. No, yeah. I'm saying that's not going to work. I'm saying the only thing that's going to work is if you change the motivation that society gives to an individual. We need to be thinking about ourselves, individuals in society, adult, adults included. We need to think about ourselves as constantly being nourished by the network that we are part of. And if that network gives us a, a motivation to contribute to the network by supporting us, by giving us confidence, by not putting us in a competitive, constant cutthroat mentality and, and hostile environment all the time, by, by, by putting us in a loving environment, in a warm and supportive social climate, that will produce motivations within us to, to curb our problematic inclinations and think about how to use ourselves for the for the to, to contribute to society because we will get we will get a lot of benefit from it so the, the, the so yeah i want you to finish no it's uh, it's it's concluding. just i just think that you know these are complicated things there's experts uh psychological from a psychological perspective and, and psychiatric perspective who i'm sure will will know how to analyze uh these cases uh from other very important perspectives but what i get from the wisdom of kabbalah um uh that has to do with in in relation to what is happening is very simple we all have our egoistic urges, egoist, our egoistic nature. And it, not only that, it's growing. We talked about human evolution in the beginning of the show. It's growing throughout evolution. That process is happening whether we like it or not. We are egoistic people. We all have that part within us. If we want a better, healthier, balanced society, we have to balance the human ego and we can do that only by not by eliminating it, not by deleting it, not by trying to 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 just classify those in whom it erupts as deranged and psychotic. We need to create a counterforce to the ego, and the counterforce is is a, a positive force of human connection. When our ego is 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 balanced by that, our ego is not is not eliminated. It we learn how to use our ego and use everything we have in our in our qualities in our propensities and proclivities to contribute to society because we get fulfillment from it i think we lack that in our society and i think it's at the root it's somewhere there at the root of what what uh, what breeds violence in our society we we were going to have to change uh, to change that in our culture a value a value system shift, a value shift in society is required. That's it's, that, it's, it's that's interesting where, to think yeah. that it's interesting to think that the argument would kind of. I mean, we need a culture shift. We need a value shift in our society, regardless. It's 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 kind of crazy to think that you're approaching that because we're saying we don't want mass shootings anymore. Like, fine, fine, if that's the reason that gets us to change. But basically, we have every reason in the world to change the values of our of and humanity and what what are important to us but this is like one that every it, single time it, yeah. it, it cuts deep but you're also saying that we're getting used to it so it's kind of like all right don't 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 bring us something worse you know yeah but. and that also by the way is why and that's another controversial point but you know what can you do um that's also why i don't think that tougher gun laws uh 
will solve the problem. I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, I, I, I think personally that, it, that in, a, in a developed society, ultimately, ideally, you'll get to a point where you don't need uh, weapons and people don't, are not interested in having weapons. Yes, um, and, and then maybe laws can change too, but I don't think that's a realistic... Because um, the, yeah. the, the immediate knee-jerk reaction that I, I see, again, from outside, from living outside America, but the, the knee-jerk reaction sort of that, that I'm seeing is that whenever these cases arise, immediately it becomes a gun laws um, gun debate. Yeah. yeah, it immediately becomes that. And, and of course, it's part of the, it's a relevant discussion, but okay, if we're talking about that, why not also make it a serious discussion uh, 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 of, um, of um, why people get to that point where they, right. where they buy yeah. a gun and want to commit murder? Because, I mean, even if you have tougher gun laws, today with the internet and, and, and 3D printers at, at people's fingertips, people That's can make saying, a bomb. You can't bomb. get rid of the desire. Yeah. You, 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 can can make, exactly. you can make a bomb today. You can learn how to make a bomb online and, and blow up many more people than what you do with, a, with an automatic rifle. Right. The, take, the, so take away the guns. There's no problem moving on to something else you're saying. Exactly. That's why I'm saying it's, it doesn't touch the root problem. Right. The root problem is exactly why, why is this desire to... In, in younger in young people uh, erupting uh, to go and do and commit these horrible acts. That's what we need to deal with. That's what we need to, to take care of, especially when we see it happening again and again in different state in different states in the US and now in different countries altogether in, in Western culture. All right. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Moving on. Okay, let's uh, move on. Dutch, let's move on. Uh, Dutch joined Germany and Austria. They're, they're joining them. Well, joining them in what? They're joining them and reverting to coal, of course. And you to might coal. be asking wait, yourself. Wait, 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 wait. Joining them in going back to coal? Right. Are, yeah. are they, going, we're going are back, we supposed maybe. to go green? Okay. I, I heard about Germany. I didn't hear about... Uh, ah, okay. They're joining Dutch to join Germany. So this is all new? Wait a second. Um, I didn't see this headline this specifically. The the Germany <laughs> thing, we, we I've heard the... Um, so now yeah, more countries are doing the same. Okay, well, just listen, just go explain, explain 20, what's happening. They had their goals of twenty of at twenty thirty being you know completely cut off. We're we're green all the way. And if you're still asking what green is, like I, I, that means that you're getting off fossil fuels, right? You're 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 running on renewable energy sources. So Germany was like the king of this, you know, and they were leading the way. They had the flag running ahead, of course. Um, and because of the situation in Ukraine and Russia, that um, this uh, deadline, I guess, well, they're still saying the deadline is still important and they want to reach that goal. But they're saying right now they need to power on the uh, coal plants to, in order to meet energy needs. And so obviously it's not just Germany now. It's also, um, you know, the Dutch and Austria. So uh, kind of. Hmm. It's not funny. It's not it's not it's not like funny. Like, ah, you guys messed it up. But it's funny. Like, OK, my mom would always say. It's funny, weird, not funny, haha. <laughs> it's, it's funny, a, it's weird. A, it is funny, weird. It is funny, weird. Yeah. I mean, I mean, G Germany is like the I, as far as I know, and I'm not no expert on this, but from from headlines and um, Germany is like the going green kind of hero. They're they're like the the. It's the most. There's two things that are funny, weird here. Okay, first, how is Germany the leading the leader in Europe for going green is now going back to fossil fuels um and secondly another headline i saw is that um would be interesting by the way to speak to our friends from germany if they you know how yeah. they feel it there but i i saw that the i think the minister of energy or something like that in germany actually called upon the nation uh German citizens to see if they can cut back on electricity use right. for the next few months. That that I find really funny weird, as you said, because this is 2022 and this is the most developed country in Europe, probably the most developed economy or at least one of. And, and that's the situation. Now, clearly... This is why is this happening? Because of uh, because Russia the 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 Russia cut the the gas supply because of the because of the war in the right. Ukraine. 
Yes. So what did we say <laughs> again and again on this show? Global We've interdependence. Said We've said it Nine again years. and again. This is where Kabbalists uh, uh, um, have been writing to us that this is what we're going to see in our time in the 21st century. We're going to hit the wall of global interdependence in every area of human engagement. And that's a classic example, what's happening right now with, with Germany going back to coal and asking their citizens to cut back on, on electricity. It's, it's, we've become so intertwined, so inextricably dependent on each other on so many levels and in so many aspects that, that there is no, you can say, you know, it's like a war is happening in, in the Ukraine between the Ukraine and Russia. Well, as you can see, it's like, you know, it sends ripples throughout the globe. There is yeah, no... even the language is not it's it, the language the, that we, yes. the words that we're using yes. ourselves, using and speaking to each other. The words happening there, and and then you use that as you know, yeah. inferring that it's somewhere else not connected to me. If I was saying, yeah, there, there's a war happening in my, you know my backyard somewhere in my backyard, then it's still the the yes, ancient yes. language, it, ancient perspective. It, it's attitude. like we're we're yeah. we're we're using. Uh, I, I like that the the I think that that really help helps. Uh, uh, you know, getting a picture of it, the we are using linear language and linear thinking and linear policies and plans in a world that is no longer linear. It's circular. It's integrated. It's round. I don't know how to call it. It's not it's not me in my locality, in my country, with my goals, going about my business there. there that reality is gone. It's done. No, That's even it. if you want to be green, listen, guys. I'm. We're gonna go green. We're gonna. We're gonna do it for yeah, the good. Yeah, even even know? something that's good for 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 the yeah, the, good the, for the climate, yeah. good for better for you know for for the can't do planet it. for can't do it, can't do it because if it doesn't go through improving, uh, uh, um, uh, healing the connections throughout the human network, it doesn't fly. It doesn't work. Just doesn't. doesn't hold water. So, so, so you may ask. Okay, so let's let's not rely on. Let's just do everything locally. We this is our country, right? Okay, here. we're just not going to go out of here. We're just going to stay inside here. Good counter. Good counter. Okay, here's what uh, um, I I would say to that. Uh, theoretically, you can do it. You can um, theoretically, you you could do it, but it is. Um, I don't have the the economic that like the numbers, but um, um, you know uh, we had a I had a conversation with Lorna Navigdor, our financial expert friend, who was here yes. two weeks ago well known. Uh, about this a while ago, and he said, "Oh, it's very clear. Today we're at a point where it is so much cheaper to do most of the things." Um, in a globalized way that it just doesn't make sense for each country to produce everything for itself it doesn't so you might make, as well just say you it can't make do sense. it just, you 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 so, can't you can't go green so, without considering everything and healing the wounds and you can't do it yourself so your hands are basically tied this is what yeah but that, yeah. those are the facts those are that's the facts the, though that's a point though with that we don't that we don't feel you know here okay here is what what maybe this is a concluding uh, uh, um, right. kind of perspective on this. All right, the yeah. the going back to looking at nature's program because that's really what we're looking at from a kabbalistic perspective, right? How nature's program is gradually developing this collective organism called human society. We are one global organism. Gradually, what we are developing is the sensitivity to our own interdependence the connections between us are already there we're like cells in a single body but we don't feel mm -hmm. the body we just feel single right. cells and that's why we're yeah. acting in a in a cancerous way towards each other and the whole planet the whole body that we're on let's say right but through these cases when when german citizens today are hearing their minister of energy telling them to cut back on electricity What's really happening from, from, from nature's program's perspective is people are suddenly getting a feel. 
they're developing their sensitivity unconsciously still but they're developing their sensitivity to oh we're actually connected to the other side of the world oh what happens there in the ukraine and between ukraine and russia affects us uh, we got a problem we can't we can't oh. continue with our plan oh my god i have to cut back on electricity now because someone is fighting someone else on a land that is not mine speaking a language that is not mine so that is the kind of uh, a raising of sensitivity to our global connection that nature is gradually developing within us this raising of sensitivity yeah it's a little bit pain it's a little bit painful when you when you like don't want to treat it oh i don't know you know what i'm saying yes i do that that's that makes the whole difference i mean you're basically saying if if you don't want to become sensitive to something then making you sensitive to it can only happen by twisting your arm can yeah. only happen by pain but if you want to be sensitive about something then it becomes a completely different adventure it becomes an adventure right. it becomes a completely different thing like i mean even even think about it like with any expert like any expert like i don't know let's say you want to become a musician right so if i have to so you it means you have to develop sensitivity to musical notes and musical arrangements and so forth but you and, want to you want now to. if you don't want to and i have to force you to become sensitive i'm gonna have to put you lock you up in a room and put beethoven or something like that in your ears for hours and hours and you will be suffering until you will get to learn learn to like unless, it uh, unless unless i say you get a little gold star sticker for for completing mm, your beethoven thing uh, then that, that maybe can be something that uh, that's gets a, you out of that suffering that could be an incentive I want that reward yeah but but one way or another you have to we have to build our own volitional conscious desire to become sensitive to each other that's the only way to transform the experience from of raising sensitivity from painful to joyful so get ready get yeah. ready next uh ai God, okay. we talk about ai on this show all the time and we're going to talk really about it more great. and more because it's got more I, and more in this century it's like every you, every you couple of months we're, we're we're gonna yeah the, the hockey stick it's the like, hockey how stick can, yeah how can the hockey stick just go straighter because you know there's no slowing exponential down exponential development AI is yeah. on it's on fire so right now and, and, and right we're now, gonna see it more and more everywhere it's gonna be it's gonna yes. make changes everywhere medicine and education and i didn't even think everything. about this yeah medicine education i didn't even think about an enzyme that would break down plastic for you instead of you know creating some machine you know some robust thing that just gobbles up garbage and then turns it back into oil uh here we've got an ai engineered enzyme that eats plastic containers so before there was um, there was a bacteria that could do this, and they had identified some things that were able to successfully do it, but the but the conditions had to be just right, or it wasn't you weren't able to do it on a mass scale. It's too expensive. So here they used AI to go through millions and millions and millions of possibilities, found the possibility that that works best for the best for the conditions that they want. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, I wanted to show you this. Look at this. Oh, that's not that. Oh no, did I get rid of it? Oh, this needs to go away. God, I hate doing this. Uh, where is it? One second. Here it is. Watch this. Okay. So this is like the enzyme eating this plastic tray. And oh. this is just kind of like a... So it kind of just breaks it down, you know? Mm -hmm. It is actually going... You know, it's just... Be, it's turning it into, I think, CO2. But, of course, people were saying... Uh, so it's an well, AI... The it's just CO2. AI enzyme that knows how to eat plastic it knows how to eat but the but the important thing here is it knows how to eat plastic uh in in the conditions that uh, basically ambient room temperature which is kind uh, of like a, okay okay it's like so, a parameter that really needed to be met yeah so it's like oh this is possible wait a second uh-huh have we actually <laughs> have so we actually we, created can we keep polluting the planet is basically can what, we what, keep going <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a good question that's a good question to, to answer. Will, will nature allow us, uh, let's ask it like this, will nature allow us to, to come up with a solution and great. use it before we fix the problem? 
<laughs> that's great. Because then it's not really that's a problem. Great. Then you could say it's that's not a great. problem anymore. Right, right. Well, you know, what, one of the... There, there's a couple of perspectives on this. I'm, I'm going to go with maybe. I'm going to go with maybe. Um, um, like, why? Okay. Why? Okay, because, right. because um, you know, when, when you think about electric cars, for instance, right? Oh, great. No gas emissions. But then you ask, okay, but where does the power come from? Right. <laughs> you know, okay, and then yeah, you have yeah, enough. Yeah. So th- yeah. there's that perspective. Nature is a closed system and um, um, you can't create something from absence, from thin air. You can't add energy into the cosmos. Everything that was created, you know, uh, even the, the fuel you use to, to pump into to your car was that energy was ultimately created in the Big Bang 13.8 billion years ago. So what, what I'm trying to say with these examples uh, this and the electric cars and so on is that we're in a closed system, and so it is it is possible to transform things, energy into matter and matter into energy. And now maybe with AI we can we can you know transform things in a much more sophisticated way. But you can't take the system out of balance. So if we are continuing to to pollute the planet, and we're going to rely on some uh, AI to, to eat it. There's going to be some, something off some balance. Some unforeseen something. Ex- exactly. Yeah. I don't believe that, that that's going to be um, a, a way for us. But, and here's a but, and it's a big but. I'm not saying, oh, so this technology is worthless and, you know, why develop? No, technology is great. Technology is part of, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's part of human evolution. It's not even... I don't even see it as something that we come up with and, and create. It's part of our evolution. Um, but um, if if we use that as part of trying to heal the planet, then maybe it can become a tool that aids us. But our goal needs to be to begin with to to balance our existence on this planet and we also can't do it without re- changing ourselves. That's so wait, so what? You- <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, it's a little convoluted. Okay, help us. No, clarify. okay. So basically, what you're saying is maybe we take this, we have this enzyme, and maybe it does work. But because we don't, we haven't really fixed the problem yet. We go to implement it, and it messes up things. But later on, we can revisit this molecule after maybe we've made some corrections between us and related a little bit differently to each other. We'll have the mind to understand how to implement it correctly. Mm. So it's the same molecule that's actually mm. there, just in our current state. We, it's we're just not gonna we're not gonna be able to use it correctly. That that's I don't know. Not, that that's an interesting way to put it. I I, I would say that um, you know you know there's an interesting thing our teacher once uh, said about about the f- possible future technologies that um uh, Kabbalist Dr. Michael Lightman that the um when we start changing ourselves our relationship to each other begin to build a sensitivity towards human connection between us begin to actually perceive each other and the planet as pieces of a single whole begin to feel each other as as, as members of the same organism, members of the cells of the same body and so forth. When we do that, that change of heart, that change of mind itself will allow us mm. to unlock uh, uh, completely new ideas about how to use technology in, in a way that, you know, you can imagine, um, uh, you know, like uh, faster than speed of light internet and uh, you know whatever it is that that is lim- limiting limiting you today, you know, um, you can imagine that being fixed. Why? Because all of technology ultimately is something we do to compensate for the limitations that we live in within time, space, and motion. When we begin to aspire to a connection between us that is above time, space, and motion, it means that we're all becoming one in one place as one man with one heart, as Kabbalists say in a figurative and emotional way. But that means 
We're aiming towards rising above the limitations of the physical world. And in technology, every technology we create, in any aspect of technology, any area of technology, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. It's the same thing. Technology, we're either trying to improve like communication or, you know, you invented a fridge so you can keep your, your, uh, your food better for a longer time. We're trying to, to cancel the limitations of time, space, and motion. And by changing our heart, changing our mind towards a reality that is beyond time, space, and motion, we will naturally also unlock technologies that will help us do that. So this enzyme, you know, it's a good development. I'm sure it can be put to good use, but I'm also sure that if we don't work in our connection, then we're going to find that uh, it doesn't help us bring any balance, ultimately. Um, instead of finishing early, okay. Instead of finishing early, let's cram one more in. This is fun. let's do it. Okay. Have you have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? I think I mentioned to you one time um, before. Brief. I I know about it very little. I mean, I I, I know that it's a few slabs of uh, rock that some with yeah. some inscription on them in yeah, Georgia. Um, Georgia, the state, not the country. Yeah, yeah, and and, and they were exploded. And there was a headline recently that, that they were exploded. The, the, yeah, recently. Right. Listen, th- this isn't a topic we would usually take. I just thought it'd be interesting because it is. It is in the news, and this is kind of an interesting okay. thing. Maybe I'll. Uh, maybe I'll. Uh, I'll share this just so you can see. I have it open just on Wikipedia. We didn't really prepare for this at all, so I just. I just kind of found it earlier because I saw the the uh, the the sky view of the. So what? What was the? Do thing. we know who exploded it? We don't know. We don't know yet. Now we don't know. But see, you can see here maybe in this picture. How, oh, how long does it exist? Did it exist before that? Nineteen eighties. From nineteen eighties. Ah, so I'll tell you about it in a second. So, so this it's is fairly recent. Right. This I is, mean, it's not. Okay, it is very. Ahead. It's re, it's recent. Yeah, it's recent. In nineteen eighties, it's like nothing, right? And it has all kinds of conspiracy theories attached to it. You can see here in this picture, there's writing, right? So I'll just tell you a little bit right. of what happened. There's a guy, Robert C. Christian. He went to a uh, he went to a granite company and said we, a small group of loyal Americans want this structure uh, erected, and he basically got it. He he had some money. Ha- he had found, found a guy who um, agreed to put it on his on his land, and uh, just for the sake of time, I'm just going to read the uh, <laughs> what it says here on the. Oh wait, where'd it go? Didn't we read it? Didn't we read this somewhere? Are you looking for it? I don't know if I said. Yeah, I, I, I said. I I there we go. Oh, there. I know uh, that's the physical. Oh wait, that's you, you the want physical. the inscription, right? Yeah, I thought we. Thought no, we no, I, I saw it. Uh, I, I just, I think you just. There we go. Here we go. Here there we it go. is. There it is. Uh-huh. So it says maintain humanity under fifty uh, five hundred million. Okay. Uh-huh. Guide reproduction. Wait, wait, wait. Maintain. Million. Blow it up. I. Oh, uh, oh, wait. Sorry. Make sorry. it bigger. Make it bigger. Maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. Right. Okay. So these stones were erected in order <laughs> they were they were they were created to withstand uh withstand a nuclear holocaust or whatever. So you know, these are the stones that are going to bring back humanity after its uh cataclysm and follow these rules. So that's what these were basically some, you know. Mhm. So this uh, is a yeah, right. So ah, uh, this is why guide stones, right? So it's like a guide for right. humanity how to yeah. build a proper civilization or specifically how to after after we kill uh, each other with nuclear. <laughs> Well, it could, I mean, you could look at it either way. I think this one okay. they're saying, listen, we're going to kill ourselves, so here's what to do after. I don't know why you would take that route and not go with the preemptive route. I guess this one, if you want to you know, put up some stones, it's a good thing to put on it. Mm-hmm. Guide reproduction wisely. Unite humanity with mm-hmm. a living new language. I mean, there's a kind of interesting... Interesting. I, I, I mean, it's interesting that someone, you know, just, you know, made go, went through the effort of, uh, of putting that together and that it held there for, what, 40 years? 40-something 40 years. 40 years, congrats, until some Riley, <laughs> uh, some, some wild teenagers, you know, who knows who. It doesn't, it doesn't say who it was, but it's, it's supposed to sustain a nuclear blast and right. uh, it fell over, you know, by some thermite or something, right. who knows. I mean that there's there's something interesting about it, but I mean I I don't remember the whole all the the that we just looked at, but just that first one, you know, if we can say something about that quickly because our our time is up. The five hundred the, the five hundred million. Yeah, I mean five hundred million population. I mean the the nature's problem is not how many people there are. Besides, I think if you look at scientific. Uh, estimations you'll see it's in the billions in terms of the carrying capacity 
of planet I've seen Earth. up to 40 billion. I've seen scientists right. say it there can you go. hold 40 billion. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, today we're eight, you know, eight billion, something like that. You know, in a few years we'll be more. All the discussion about overpopulation and all that, it's obviously a very one-sided perspective. It's not about just how many people are on the planet. You have 50 trillion cells in your body. You know, why Why do the, right. they not have a problem? The question <laughs> is they how they... The question is how they conduct themselves and how they relate to each other and their resources and their home in order to keep it in balance. You know, you can have, if they feel like a family, they'll probably make sure everyone has what they need and the, the home, they keep the home intact. And if they feel like enemies, then the home will be ruined very quickly. And so keeping humanity under 500 million, that's just, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, that's not, 500, that's 500 not the rest of 500 million right. egoists can, right. can ruin a planet very easily. I, I assure <laughs> you that. So, but, but it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, if it draws attention to, to, to some discussion about how to keep us in balance with nature, if it makes people think about that, then, uh, you know, blow ups, uh, guidestones every day. If that gets people to, to. To talk about uh, and think about how to how to come into balance with nature. Clearly, to get into balance with nature from a kabbalistic perspective, we are the problem. Um, uh, how we relate to each other are, is the is the problem. How we relate to the planet is the problem. How would we counter the human ego with a positive force of love and connection and support? Um, that is what we should be thinking about if we want to m- maintain balance with nature and with each other and the planet uh, and not how many people are on it. So um, I think our time is up for today, man. Um, I don't know. Would you, would you wrap it up somehow? Uh, I, um, there's a bunch of things in the chat here that, that um, I didn't have uh, um, caught my attention earlier, but I didn't, I wasn't able to bring it into the conversation, but uh, we feel you guys. Guys and gals, uh, yeah. we feel you here with us. Um, yeah, another penny in the hey, in the folks. pool. We'll have to come back again, I guess, next week and do it again. Yes, uh, we will be here next week, Thursday, two p.m. Eastern. Seth will probably be with us back again, <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully, we will have um, uh, happier items to to talk about. Uh, in any case, we got to keep working on our connection between us. This is what changes the world. It ripples through the system. Every effort that we make in thinking about that future and bringing it closer to our to our hearts, that's what nature needs from us. So that's what nature offers us, the opportunity of conscious transformation, conscious evolution. That's what we're proposing uh, based on the wisdom of Kabbalah. So let's do it together. Let's wake up and see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Yeah, wake up from this nightmare we've been facing.